0: This is the PropTech VC podcast. We give you unique insights into how innovative technologies are disrupting real estate. We interview top entrepreneurs, investors, and knowledgeable experts to share the inside scoop in this fast moving industry. It's hosted by leading PropTech VC, Zane Jaffer. Let's dive into today's content. Yeah, zoning is a critical part of transacting in real estate. Ultimately it's the Ability to know what you're going to do with that land, and to have that information is, is critical. So you can fairly value the land, so you can borrow money, so you can uh, create the right um, outcome for yourself and then your investors. If, if you're a real estate, you know, developer. Um, in some cases, you know, you you have to also call up the county, you put on hold. And then they'll, they'll go through and they'll, they'll you know, go through some books and they'll tell you the information. In other cases, you've got APIs on a government website that you can easily download and you know, do things with. The way zoning information is out there right now is, is inconsistent, which makes it, makes it very difficult for, for the public. And not just the public. I mean, let's be frank, right? The, a lot of people that stand to gain a lot here are investors. Real estate investors particularly are going to be very interested in zoning information because it gives you the playbook of what you can do. That information is so difficult to access and even then when you're buying nationally like you know at Bluefield Capital where I'm I'm a, a partner and we buy real estate, we buy real estate throughout the country. It is a nightmare trying to figure out disparate counties and locations, what you can do and how you access that data.
1: Yeah, and it goes back even like seasoned, profe- as you said, investors seasoned professionals that they do this every day. So, the fourteen thousand appraisal firms and the appraisers out there, you know, we estimate that they have to spend um, countless. Uh, well, uh, we've actually calculated they spend on average. Um, six hours a week doing zoning research tasks, going through um, clunky city websites to look up a PDF zoning map, zoom in and that's if they have it online and then go through a thousand page zoning code document Um, instead of actually doing what they should be doing, which is a real estate appraisal. And same with a real estate broker, instead of making a real estate transaction take place, um, they are going and doing this research task, which, you know, one. They're probably not um, skilled to be interpreting um, the definition of the zoning code and the like, especially if, you know, it's one thing if they're dealing with the same city zoning code over and over, so if you're a broker in New York, um, city and you're only working in New York City, it, it's one thing once they familiarise themselves with it, but if they're working in a city like Los Angeles where the, the actual LA city proper is quite a small jurisdiction when you think about the commercial area of investment for LA as a whole, and that's made up of hundreds of municipalities with hundreds of different zoning systems, zoning um, and, and then... At, Ports of access to actually access that information.
0: You know, this is one of those areas where AI is definitely going to replace, uh, or rather improve the um, improve the role or the, the, the you know the job of uh, these people who are interfacing with the zoning information and data. I mean, it, it should be a public right, you could say, um, but also it, it shouldn't be a public headache to get the information.
1: Uh, I mean, I like that's a great way of saying because it is, this should be, it's publicly available information. That's about, you know, a lot of people say to us, but it's, it's a headache though, um, in the format it currently lives in and the fact that it's in a fragmented um, format.
0: Yeah. I mean, I brought you on the podcast because I wanted the viewers to appreciate that prop tech is disrupting multiple parts of real estate. And this is one part where prop tech companies like Zonomics are critical. Because if you know what you can do, knowledge is power, and knowledge is absolute power and money here, because if you know what you can do with something and someone else doesn't, you know, take advantage of that and make a lot of money. This is how real estate works, whether we like it or not. And so it's one thing if the information is there and you don't look at it. That that to me is called incompetence, right? Yeah. Uh, But it's another thing where if, if, you, you know, you are getting this information. And you've got a secret advantage that other people don't have. Right. And you know, sometimes in real estate, you're dealing with distressed situations, and it's kind of a heartbreaking situation when you think um, a lot of these properties are sold when there's a death, or when there's a divorce, or when there's some type of you know bad event, right? A bankruptcy, and and someone needs that money and. You know it's a ruthless industry uh you know buyers will you know definitely bid low and it's acceptable this is what capitalism is about right they'll bid low and they'll know this so it would be great if the uh, seller knew this information um it's, it's this is why this is this sort of challenge that exists today with brokers right brokers on one hand can really protect the buyer or the seller depending on who they're representing right and Often it's the seller, by the way, in transactions for real estate, right? Uh, in fact, in most cases in business, even in you know, M&A, it's, it's not necessarily the buyer. It's the seller that's you know, got the agent at an investment level, right? Mergers and acquisitions for companies or, um, you know, in, in this case, uh, real estate transactions. So those, buyer, those agencies are paid a big commission, 2%, 3%, 6% shared, however you want to cut it, right? For a reason, because they know things. The unsophisticated real estate owner who is about to sell this real estate that's been in the family for, for, for generations or decades or whatever, right? They have the agent who who knows what the market is like and knows how to negotiate in their interest. So I understand why you need agents, but at the same time, PropTech's disrupting that too because um, people are frustrated giving this commission away. And so I think z- zoning information is one that's key. You know, A good agent, or whoever you're dealing with, a lender, an appraiser, an agent, if they have that zoning data, it, it it can,
1: you know, like they say, one person's garbage is another person's treasure. This is really the example here. It, 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 it's, you're absolutely spot on there. And, you know, as we start off the conversation, it, the example of where even developers will option up land because they, they know their zoning restrictions a little bit better, or they'll sell, or even they'll get a broker to work for them to do an assemblage, and, and know that eventually that that site can be um, utilized for much. And then you know there it is, and you know there are some cases where you see it where that one person finally gets clued in, and there's one or two lots um, where you know there's that um, little old lady that's holding out because she knows that the the um, the person that's uh, the development company that's trying to put that shopping mall together um, needs their site, and good luck to them for doing that because they've th- um, been informed. But it's kind of it, it's always been finally through the word of mouth or just being able to um, to see what's been going on. They actually can tra- um, track that. But um, um, and also, as you were saying, um, you know, where we really see um, importance from is. Zonomics is going to help solve the issues and going to be crucial to all the companies in the prop tech space because good zoning is uh, good zoning data is needed to power the innovation and investment from the most straightforward from your Zillow's, your Compass, the Open Doors, the iBuyers, you know, Zillow's already recognized this, why they say home value, you know, when they did their research back in 2018, that home values grew most in markets with the strictest land use regulations. And I think it's going to be important for them both to illustrate to, you know, if they're making these acquisitions, be out um from the, the iBuyer models to be able to know that um, when a rezoning is taking place so they can take advantage, uh, utilize that and, and get greater windfalls because of the heavy cash outlay there. Uh, the impacts of e-commerce on commercial uh, land, uh, real estate uh, which is being sped up even faster now with the impacts of COVID-19. When you see, for example, the real estate um, where it's being, the old Sears building is now being purchased by Amazon. Amazon needs to know that those activities they, uh, they wanna do on that old Sears site is is all going to be permitted under the zoning regulator. And then it can extend um, it extends even further from just that straight pretty straightforward real estate play into um, these growing markets in for example, the sharing and and the gig gig economy with companies like DoorDash and Airbnb, um, the growing cannabis sector sports betting sector, even to the way communication companies are rolling out 5G networks or infrastructure. All these um, activities that take place on real estate can be slowed down or um, halted completely by zoning restrictions.
0: Yeah, you know, one big asset class that's emerging, viewers keep your eyes on this trend, Ghost Kitchens. Yeah, and the ability to have 5, 10, 20 kitchens in a small area, and, and you know, turning that into a major distribution center, right, um, is is creating a lot of arbitrage here too, where yeah. you you can buy real estate and convert part of that to a ghost kitchen, and you know, in a neighborhood, right, and serve that neighborhood. Uh, but zoning is critical for that, right? If you yeah. if you if you misstep there, you know, your whole business plan's out the window and. There are too many examples of people who had an ambitious idea failed to do the research got excited made a bid because of fomo put down the earnest money and then realized oops the zoning information here is going to be kind of tricky and an agent on the other side or the seller or the whoever on the other side will, will say anything to get the deal done
1: Yes. Yeah, you know there are disclosures and there are a duty of, of, of certain things but um it's also you know what we learned early on in the process was it's sometimes just a matter of not stating or just you know um you know keeping things marking this is potential and then um you know leaving it up to the buyer or whoever to make their own investigations um you know not necessarily um um you know sort of being you know irresponsible or or, or callous in the way they do it but just you know trying to promote the property and and looking at on the brightest side of it and where you know my background from an urban planning we've always we always like to come and say well you know present all the problems with um why you can't get a certain gross floor area or do a certain use on the property um so it comes back to that but you know you know back to you know i always think about you know there was a point where zoning restrictions now start to affect Airbnb and these short term rentals, even to the point where there was a good chance where even half of South Florida was going to be out of, out of the way for Airbnb, which is a crucial market that they, they can't, um, you know, they don't want to lose. But um, you know, zoning restrictions can be put in place to really, um, really um, stop um, the scalability and hurt a, a, a tech solution.
0: Yeah. And, you know, advice I'd give to myself prior to entering the real estate industry is be careful. I know there's a gold rush and, you know, timed it well, right? I mean, inflation (laughs) is real. Everything's going up in price right now, but be careful if you're entering real estate, be careful. I, I know it seems like there's a lot of easy money to make and you hear about everyone else making money, buying real estate, investing in real estate, but don't be fooled. Like do your research, do your due diligence. Uh, if it's your own money, I mean, be careful. And if it's someone else's money, even more so, right? Because they you're, you're a fiduciary. Um, right. So definitely think about, as a takeaway from this, look into the zoning information. Maybe purchase a zoning report, right? Uh, from a, a platform like Zonomics. There's a shameless plug there. But, um, <laughs> you know, y- you've got to, um, you've got to do your research.
1: But I also think there's a role to be played, and we're hoping we're, we're kind of doing this as well. A role to be played by um, city governments as well, um, and uh-huh. even state governments. Uh-huh. To um, one, you know, our point is you guys, you a city is the only reason a city does rezonings is because they're trying to encourage investment in a com- in their in their community, whether that be um, you know some more residential. And that sometimes is being pushed by the state to meet housing targets, but also they want commercial investment in an area. Um, and if they go and just park that in a PDF document and it just sits and 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 and, and sort of um, just the information dies there, and and they're wondering why someone hasn't come in and invested. Um, in it, it that, That's one issue. The second part of it is, you know, to make their economies vibrant, be a little um, more forward thinking with the way they have their zoning restrictions um you know, be a little bit more open to where they want short-term rental or um if they and and be in tune with the way and it, it also as tech and investors um communicating better with the cities and, and um the city institutions as a whole like the league of associations and municipalities um, i'll give you an example you know i can see from a point where you're starting to see like fractionalizing investing and different things like that. And, you know, we see post COVID where people are starting to be able to work remote. um, there could be, you know, a big, tech play, a big tech play where maybe people invest in a portfolio of properties where they get to actually own the properties, get the investment, but also maybe occupy and they maybe stay a week in one of the properties or and three months in another, depending on their needs and where they are. And, and that's where the, the economy and people are going. But if you take it down to the zoning level, I'll give you an example, Palo Alto, California, their zoning code defines a dwelling, is defined as a group of rooms that are occupied or intended to be occupied on a non-transient transient basis. Whereas Boca Raton, Florida, their zoning code defines a dwelling as a residence or of a living quarters of person, um, either permanently, temporarily, continuously or transiently. So if you're thinking about that at scale, which is a, what a big tech company needs to be able to do, there's certain cities where um, they will be able to maybe do their model, and certain cities where they won't. Um, and if the city, um, if the city can't allow that or permit that, then it, it, it creates a, a huge roadblock there. Even down to the fact that we've got cities that have totally different definitions for what a dwelling, is. Um, and, and that's something that people don't, don't really think about. There's a different definition for what a drive-through restaurant is. There's a different definition for a dwelling Orleans, city to city.
0: That's right. This is a problem that um is somewhat unique to the US because we have so many different states and counties and yeah. each one has its own laws and rules. <music>